Welcome back to Dash the Cuddy. Before we begin our next episode, I wanted to quickly check in on all of you. I know we're going through some unusual times right now, and it could be really stressful. The whole concept of social distancing, stay at home, is a privilege, and it's a privilege that a lot of us, including myself, have sometimes neglected to see. Home isn't often the safest space for many folks. And I think it's important that we realize that. And it's important that we reach out to the people around us to check in on them occasionally. Social distancing is also another privilege. Not many people have the luxury of being able to work at home. There's thousands of folks who are now unemployed because of what's going on in the world. And there are thousands of people who have to go to work every single day so that society keeps functioning. These people are healthcare workers. These people are sanitation workers, grocery store workers, drive-thru workers. I mean, the list goes on. They're also the same people that, and I think this is important to acknowledge, that society trains you to think they don't deserve a living wage. And I think that is important to remember throughout this entire experience. The very people who are putting their lives out on the line every single day are the same people who we often fight to not pay a living wage to. It really gets you thinking about what is essential work in society, doesn't it? So I want to take this opportunity to thank all those folks who keep the society running smoothly, functioning. I mean, we wouldn't be where we are today without these folks. But I also want to check in on all of you at home. Social distancing and isolation can also cause a lot of folks to spiral back into emotions that they don't want to feel. And I think it's important to acknowledge that we all experience this time in different ways. So with that being said, I hope all of you are prioritizing your mental health to the best of your ability. And for those who have the capacity to check in on those around you, I hope that you do and take care of yourself as well. And with that being said, let's jump right into our next episode. I'd like to welcome onto the show Aranin, who will be sharing his experiences growing up gay and Tamil in Toronto. I hope today's episode not only provides comfort and inspiration to those going through similar experiences, but it provides a perspective to those who have different experiences. I'm grateful that Dash the Cuddy has evolved into a space where folks of all walks of life and experiences allow us to share their stories with all of you. Welcome to the show, Arnon. local as in Toronto local, um, Tamil, openly gay individual who is going to come on and share their experiences. Um, yeah, so welcome to the show, Aaron, and thank you for being on Dash the Cuddy. Thank you for having me. This is an interesting experience, and I look forward to doing many things like this with uh, many new individuals. Awesome. Yeah, thank you for like being so open to sharing um, your experiences and just your life, because I know for a lot of people, talking about themselves is, is really hard. 
um, which is why I love doing this podcast because I don't really talk about myself and it's always about my guest and getting to know them. Um, but yeah, I know how difficult that can be and just kind of intimidating. Like, how do I talk about myself for 45 minutes? But that's what we're going to do today. Okay. And um, yes, yeah, so thank you for joining us. Let's tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, how old are you? What do you do? Um, your interest? So I am 20 years old. Um, I am not really a Scarborough boy because I haven't grown up here. So oh. it, I'm just sort of a resident uh, just coming here. Well, to we sleep welcome over. you to Scarborough. Um, I was raised in Brampton and the environment was a little bit different there. Uh, things that I'm interested in is mostly dancing. Uh, I do a lot of dance as a part of um, different organizations and I have my own team, Rhythm Dynasty. And oh, nice. then, yeah, I'm... You just do a lot of things. So you're very artsy. One could say that, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you, you also mentioned you sing yeah. and you dance. Yeah. Uh, and you're classically trained? In, yeah, in carnatic music, yeah. Awesome, yeah. So I'm one of those bathroom singers. <laughs> I think I sound great, but, you know, I have to get Janssen to... I have to convince them to actually let me record one day. Because the Dash the Cuddy mixtape is, like, still <laughs> in the works, guys. Um yeah, so I mean, Brampton, for I guess people not in Toronto, we have a lot of listeners from all over the world. Brampton is just outside of Toronto, but I guess it would be considered the greater Toronto area. Um, but a lot of famous people come out of Brampton, right? I feel like there's basketball players or close to Brampton, like Mississauga. We have like actresses, the new, the new Mindy Netflix show, oh. My Three. She's based out of Mississauga, I think. Um, so anyways, long story short, I've, I mean, you might be the next big thing. Um, we're here to, I guess, talk about being out in the Tamil community, right? Mm-hmm. In an earlier episode, we actually had Abby on, and Abby is from ASAP, who mm-hmm. you, obviously you know, and she introduced us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they provided us the perspective of someone um, non-binary and also just women, Tamil women in yeah. the LGTB2 plus community, right? But those experiences are also very different for Tamil men in the community. Definitely. And, you know, we can't generalize and group all LGTB2 mm-hmm. plus people together because again these are very different communities within one larger umbrella right um yeah and obviously this topic is very taboo Mm -hmm. till this day unfortunately it's 2020 we're getting into 2020 and uh it's such a stigmatized thing even though in tamil culture we have always been very open if you look Mm -hmm. at historical context to people of gender fluidity Mm -hmm. right in general has been such a thing in tamil culture but Mm -hmm. as colonization and western norms have influenced us to be a lot more conservative in our values and whatever that means talk about your experiences growing up tamil like how was that even before you were able to you know pinpoint who you authentically are what were your experiences like growing up as a tamil kid in brampton and canada so growing up Tamil, I was not, um, I was exposed to everything that was Tamil. We did temple trips, we did everything, Pongal, we did all the celebrations. We spoke Tamil growing up, growing up in our house um, and we were very much like Tamil. So, but at no point was I, did I feel like I was restricted to being myself. So I would express myself in all, all ways and my parents didn't really stop me from doing so. And But I didn't really know I was gay for like the longest time. It really hit me when I was in grade 11 um summer so that was 2016 for people who don't know how old I am. 
2016 summer was when I realized I'm like maybe I have these feelings as well and I was okay with that mm -hmm. so um and maybe the reason I was okay with that was because I was allowed to do things that I wanted to even though they weren't necessarily appropriate for a quote-unquote boy to do mm -hmm. growing up yeah right so it's environment for mm -hmm. you so you felt you, you had a great relationship is mm -hmm. what I'm gonna take out of this yeah. with your parents Definitely, right yeah. um are you the only child or you have siblings? no I have two younger siblings and so you're the eldest yeah which is interesting, right? Because I feel like being the eldest in families, I'm not the eldest, mm -hmm. I'm the middle child, but which is often the neglected child. So I feel bad for your middle sibling. Um, but being the eldest, I feel like you you have these like, you, you're pressured to mm -hmm. be a certain way, mm -hmm. um, to guide your younger siblings. And there's like all this like burden of like upholding um, what it means to be the token child yeah. in the family, right? So there's definitely that. But the thing is that all the things that I did do growing up as the old, eldest child were things that they wanted me to do anyway. So I didn't feel a pressure to do it because for some reason it just came to me. Whatever they expected, it just happened to be in me. And so they liked it, whatever they saw. And therefore they allowed the small other things to slide. So your it sounds like your parents were kind of really good at... Um, pinpointing your strengths and mm -hmm. allowing you to mm -hmm. or, or giving you that push because as a child you know we obviously don't want to do a lot of things yeah. like dance class no thank you music class no thank you but they see that you're really good at this stuff yeah. and you do ultimately enjoy it so they give you that little extra push to keep pursuing these things um and it's interesting because you were talking about like kanatic music and influence and even dance right because you do mm -hmm. dance now and stuff um and I think within like toxic masculinity, mm -hmm. there's this whole thing that Tamil men in arts mm -hmm. or Tamil boys in arts is going to like yeah. make them gay, mm -hmm. right? I'm classically trained, but I'm not the dancer. Mm -hmm. And there were about like two or three Tamil boys mm -hmm. within my group, right? Um, and people would always be like, oh, they're, they're going to be gay. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to be gay. Even though, you know, like I'm, who knew dance made you gay? gay yeah. Um, and there's always like layers to that because one would be, you know, a lot of it was a lot of men, Tamil mm -hmm. men perpetuating that mm -hmm. kind of violence mm -hmm. and stereotypes. Mm -hmm. um, on one hand, it's because it was rooted in a lot of jealousy mm -hmm. because these Tamil boys who were in dance class were yeah. surrounded by girls, and girls, women, yeah. right? And anywhere they went, they were like, oh, hey, yeah. X, Y, Z. Yeah. Meanwhile, these guys are trying so hard to impress these, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and on the other hand, it's just like, layers and layers of toxic masculinity mm -hmm. that comes down to boil right and it's how fragile that their like manhood quote manhood yeah. is right um did you experience that growing up being someone who was in the arts I, and i feel like scarborough may actually be quite different because mm -hmm. we were talking earlier and mm -hmm. you were saying how scarborough is very different in mm -hmm. the sense that tamil people here like to be in groups mm -hmm. um and they tend to do yeah. things in order to impress groups and i i agree as someone who has grown up in Scarborough. So do you think your experiences were a little different um, because you grew up in Brampton? So the one thing about like the Tamil boys here, I would say, is that even if one or two of them are okay with it and they're open-minded and they're actually genuinely nice guys, the other ones that are not necessarily open-minded as they are might ruin it for the entire little squadron of boys there. Whereas since they're probably due to the lack of Tamil people in general in Brampton, like there wasn't really much of that. And like if you found a Tamil person, you would have to stick to them no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It's interesting. It's interesting, like, geographically, like, where people are, it makes a difference. Yeah. Um, because there's people who reach out to us from, say, Germany, who can't be as openly, mm -hmm. you know, out, right? Because the Tamil community there is so small yeah. and so conservative that they feel um, in danger, like, their lives are in danger if they Definitely, were to do yeah. that, right? 
Um, whereas in Toronto, it's not like it's easy, mm-hmm. right? I, I think we would be doing probably a disservice by saying that, oh, it's so easy to be out mm-hmm. in Toronto. I'm sure that's not, not yeah. always the case. And, you know, there are families who probably aren't as understanding as yeah. yours, but um, it, it isn't. It's fascinating to see even within Canada where regionally we may differ, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, now that you're older and you've, you know, graduated high school, you went to university. And now you're surrounded by a lot mm. more tumbles, I'm assuming. Um, you're starting to, I guess, see that shift a little bit more. Definitely, yeah. Have you felt more comfortable or uncomfortable now being surrounded by more tumble people and being out? So when I first meet someone, I'm not usually super out to them in all my behaviors. Like, sometimes I hold back certain parts of myself because I'm like, maybe they're not ready for it. If they're not ready for it, then I'll be like... Cautious. I'll be really awkward after that, like, yeah. if they say something. So, like, I play it light and go... And when, I'm, when you're friends with someone, you just, like, build up towards it. And the people that I've chosen or have chosen me at, like, university happen to be really great people and amazing people. And they make me feel more comfortable. And after that, I am now my full self around them. And actually around all the Tumble people that I encounter on campus. So, if people see me they tell me now that it's more inspirational than anything because they see that it's so like nice to see that someone's comfortable and open and they don't have to hold anything back and uh, i strive to be that person and more of that person every day yeah that's incredible i mean shout outs to all the (laughs) decent human beings out there right like what a change like just being a a nice person does and it makes such a difference um and i like sexuality it's just it's such a broad spectrum Mm -hmm. and term and you were talking about how it was in grade 11 that you were, act- you know, figuring out, yeah. like, maybe this is who I am, mm-hmm. right? Um, what led you to that? You know, growing up, did you have crushes? Because I feel like, you know, we're heteronormative, yeah. right? Relationships and stuff are shoved into your faces, mm, right? Yeah. Whether it be music, videos, like songs. Everything. Posters um, everywhere. Advertisements, yeah. Yeah. And it's not within even just Tumble culture. Yeah. It's like anything, right? So... Like, what was that process like? So if we have people listening who mm-hmm. are maybe also 14, 15, mm-hmm. or even like 30, 40, you know, there mm-hmm. are people Definitely, still out yeah. there who are not living their authentic selves, right, yeah. for one reason or another. Um, what was your experience like? Like, how how did that look like when you're in grade 11? So when I finally came to terms with myself in grade 11, I am now gay, but at the time I was convincing myself I was more bi than anything because I was like, hey, my family won't agree with this. I'm just going to stand by, just end up marrying a girl and just live like that. But then, um, yeah, it's not, that's not happening. But um, when I realized it, I realized that there was always signs because I've never liked anyone and I was always like school focused and I'm like, okay, maybe I'm just like a school person and not really a people person and mm-hmm. grew up thinking that. And then grade 11, I was like, grade 11, it was actually, I took a course and in the course they expanded on the, it was a psych, social, and anthro course. And then the sociology section, they expanded on the entire LGBTQ spectrum. And that was when I'm like, oh, like, this is actually a thing. What if it's like, and then I don't know, just the gears started clicking and it made sense then. Yeah. Awesome. And when coming out to your family, what was that experience like? I, I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there are probably a ton of emotions yeah. running. It's actually your... exactly almost a year ago that I came out to my family, to my what? parents, not to my family, but to my parents. Yeah. Um, Amazing. Well, happy coming out anniversary. <laughs> How do they react to that? Um, it, because also, like, you Nabi know, and I were talking, for instance, and we're a little bit of a different generation. Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking about your class where they were discussing LGBTQ, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, we didn't discuss that 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like even Tamil families and parents are also stuck and being forced to enforce, Mm -hmm. right, these heteronormative values. So how was that experience coming out? Did they react the way you expected them to react? Yes and no. So the thing about Tamil parents, I want to say quickly before I go into my story, is that even if they, it's the same thing with the few Tamil guys that are good. Even if they want to be good parents and they love their child no matter what, they're like, what, what, what? What would other people say? What's my sister going to say? What's my brother going to say? What's my family going to say? What's my mom going to say? Dad going to say? Family going to say? Then they're like, oh, like, yeah. Just so... Because Tamil people are very much about the clout and, like, living your life based off of exactly what other people want. And it's not manam, right? Like, I don't know if you've heard of that terminology, manam, and it's like everything is about manam. And it's sad because even... It perpetuates violence, right? Like, we're talking about, um, you know, sexuality. Mm -hmm. But then there's also the part with even, like, abuse and stuff. It's it's just a really messed up Mm -hmm. um, concept that we're, as a community, like, I... Normalized too? Yeah. Yeah. And I hope that we're actively trying to um, combat these things because it only only protects, you know, dangerous, violent values and people Mm -hmm. right so yeah uh very true on that aspect it it is always about someone else yeah and then for my personal story is that i actually told my mom a couple months before so maybe in like may i told her randomly during one like argument i think it came out i'm like so what if i like guys and she's like do you like guys i'm like yeah i do and then um she was just quiet and then she's like you're gonna grow up and you're gonna marry a girl anyways and so i'm like okay so she's just like she's just told me it's like oh you're hormonal and you're just like thinking this and then you're gonna grow up and think but really funny story when i came out to my dad in front of my mom my dad my mom was there and i came out to my dad and then my dad's like my dad just kind of left the room sort of and then he came back afterwards and then he hugged me and then he's like yo you know what just finish your degree and then just marry whoever you want Wow. Your dad sounds like an incredible... I mean, your mom sounds also very <laughs> No, but then the funny story is after my dad said that, she's like, yeah, and then you can marry whoever you want. You know, it's interesting when you're saying that, and it goes back to, like, I guess, kind of, like, enforced patriarchal values, where it's, like, if your dad's okay with it, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. your moms are okay mm-hmm. with it, Definitely, too, right? Yeah. Even though they, in their head, they're like, oh, that's fine. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, she probably wants to be like, oh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you marry who you want to mm-hmm. marry. Even though it's, like... You, your mom wants to give you a hug and be like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. I love you anyway. It's like, oh no, what is my, maybe what is my partner going to mm-hmm. say? What is my husband going to say? Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, as your, you know, your Tamil dad obviously comes from, again, that same generation mm-hmm. that grew up with these very backward conservative views. And the fact that he did that, I think is incredible. And I'm, I'm super proud yeah. as a Tamil person to see Tamil parents reacting yeah. that way. And, um, and I, I'm sure you obviously know how lucky you, yeah, you are Yeah, because I, I had a backup. One of my cousins in Brampton, I prepared. I'm like, yo, when I do tell my parents, if I do get kicked out, because that's very much a very possible like, and it's reality. it's very real reality it's very for a lot of reality. LGBTQ+. So my, my cousin, he's like 30-something, has his own house and everything. He's like, yeah, come live with me. So I'm like, okay. So, and how even your cousins, yeah. like because they're older and stuff, yeah. right? And, and, you know, as someone in a little bit of an older generation... Um, I, I grew up around a lot of these men and, and they, they were homophobic and mm-hmm. some of them still are, unfortunately. Right. Um, how was that coming out to your cousins, especially the ones who were older? So the very first person I actually came out to my family is all one of my aunts on my dad's side. So not his sister, but, uh, 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 someone that married into the family. I was really close with her cause she lived with us. Um, she didn't live with us, but she lived in Milton while I grew up in Brampton. So, um, I came up to her and she's like, you know, I knew I just couldn't say anything because I didn't want to be the person who put the idea in your head. And then I'm like, oh, okay. So that's also another thing. Like they don't want to like, even if the adults know, and I know all the adults know, even like to the adults that I'm not out to, I know they know, but Mm -hmm. they were in such strong denial that they 
fear that if they come to terms with it, that means I will accept it and that's what I'll do. And like they, yeah, they, 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 they turn me gay. Yeah. yeah. And it's not that it's just there and that they're just realizing it because it is there, not that they. Yeah. yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's um, interesting because, you know, we're so scared, scared, quote, mm-hmm. to put that in people's heads. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, with that whole thing with young kids and stuff, right? Yeah. From the age of like, the minute they're out of a vagina, mm-hmm. we're saying, oh, you guys are so cute together. Mm-hmm. Like, look at that boy and the girl. Yeah. They're going to get married. Yeah. And so, like, those heteronormative um, things are okay. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, putting it in your head that, oh, my God, maybe you have a crush on him. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, you just turned him yeah. gay. Um, so yeah. I guess, like, <laughs> so by she, that logic, yeah. by that logic, they could have turned you straight by saying, oh, you and this girl. <laughs> yeah. But so she was supportive. She of was you. super supportive, and my dad's side is very supportive. They're very, they're rather young because I'm the oldest grandchild mm-hmm. on my dad's side. So it's a rather young series of families, and um, they are all very accepting and open to it, and they know about it. Um, but it's interesting because my parents don't know that they know because <laughs> I came out to them separately, and I came out to them separately, and they haven't talked about it, obviously, but. Uh, one of my uncles actually is like brainwashing my father into like thinking it's okay and like helping along that. Kind oh, of I thought you were gonna yeah. say brainwashing. No, 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 not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. No, 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 okay. in like a good way. And he's like, "Yo, like you know, uh, Anna, like these, because they're all younger than him. All his brothers. Yeah. He has three brothers, and they're all younger than him. And he's like, Anna, like, you know, like this is okay. Like this is like, like I'm gonna teach There's, you like, to be people. the cool yeah, yeah, dad, yeah, 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 okay? Because exactly. I know you're old and you might be stuck in some ways. <laughs> yeah. Even though your dad was like totally supportive, and that's very interesting. You know, I, I like. Thank you for sharing the story because I think. Again, there are very, mm-hmm. I don't know if your story is the norm, right? Mm-hmm. Because as someone um, who is not a part of the community, you know, people's coming out stories mm-hmm. and stuff are not, it's no one's business mm-hmm. at the end of the day, right? Um, so I think often we always hear very negative mm-hmm. stories. And that is, I think, at this point, the common common reality, yeah, the common reality yeah. right? Um, but it's also nice to hear that there are Tamil families who clearly are still struggling in some way with mm-hmm. it because they haven't shared it with mm-hmm, other people. Mm-hmm. But internally and to you, they're showing you love and kindness, yeah. right? And I think that's the most important thing is that how their relationship is with you personally and how they treat you, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's good for people to hear that. Um, not all Tamil mm-hmm. people are going to be ridiculously backward and fucked mm-hmm, up yeah. and violent. However, that's not to say that a lot of Tamil young people and older people mm-hmm. don't go through that and yeah. have to hide their entire Definitely, lives, yeah. right? Um, and I guess that's switching gear into um, trauma, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we all know about, like, the devastating serial mm-hmm. murders of uh, men of color, mm-hmm. right, in the gay village. Um, and there were Tamil men a yeah, part of that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, again, we can't assume whatever, but at the same time, it's because that is a common reality, mm-hmm. right, where people have to live in fear and hiding yeah. and it's because of what society would have to say and i it does make a difference when the people that are closest to you like mm-hmm. your friends who you yeah. said helped you um be out yeah. and open yeah. and okay with that right and your family who mm-hmm. you get to go home to and not have to feel like you're burdened to mm-hmm. be someone you're not yeah um and I, and I, yeah, I think people need to i guess this is like a message to everyone else who is outside of the lgtb to plus community that this kindness and just being you don't you don't have to go up to every single person and like mm-hmm. be like oh my god i support you like mm-hmm. i'm sure you don't want that to be no, okay yeah. you just want to exist yeah and you want people to like allow you to exist without yeah. it being this issue at yeah. all right um yeah and 
in terms of your thumbness, um, because your family were so open with it, mm-hmm. did you feel that that gave you the uh, strength and the encouragement to? Be- so yeah, yeah, I was not super comfortable with myself and my like my current like university friends. A lot of them I have definitely like cried to about wanting to be straight. That was a thing. Um, I was like, yo, like this is just too hard. I can't do it. Like it's this whole process and this was before I actually told my parents I'm like mm-hmm. you know this is too hard like I, d- I don't want to tell them so I'm just like I don't want to tell them that's too much of a process it's too much effort to put into something that I think isn't significant enough at the time whereas as soon as I came out to my parents and my parents are okay I'm like okay like no one else can say anything to me my parents are okay with this I and I'm literally like I've been doing so many more things within the community um, with pertaining to LGBTQ stuff and not pertaining to stuff so I've been doing a lot more after just because I received just that little bit of support and um that's been and is that what propelled you to do it so did you um want to get more involved and in these organizes organizations it and spaces? happened to have happened like the timing just happened to work out and i was introduced to these um asap events the cardamom kitchens and whatnot mm-hmm. after i came out so um when i did want to go to those though they it was like the timing was okay and i could tell my i didn't tell my dad i was going to them but i did tell my mom i'm like hey i'm like i'm going to um this like event it's like a lunch event kind of deal and i would go to it and she was she was like scared for it because she's like what if like something that happened in like florida the bar club yes. murders stuff like that she's like what if something like that happens i'm like no nothing like that's gonna happen no one else knows about the locations and stuff so um they do have genuine fears too they don't have just like cultural fears they have like real fears like, yeah because um, they know how threat. society yeah, is it's intolerant yeah. society is very intolerant yeah. and uh, that's very much a very real a, a big fear right yeah. and yeah as i can see where they're coming from right yeah. um but I mean, that can also not allow you guys from living. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. keep hiding in the shadows because you fear intolerant mm-hmm. people, and intolerant people have been violent, mm-hmm. obviously, right? Like you said, mass mass murders, yeah. serial killings. Mm-hmm. Um, intolerance kills mm-hmm. people, definitely. Yeah. Right. Um, and it doesn't have to be those kind of acts of violence. It could mm-hmm. be suicide. It could be bullying yeah. people to the point where um, these are all legitimate and very real fears, and it isn't your family does know that um and how important was community to you at you know now that you were out and like places like asap you're mm-hmm. talking about how you went to these events like how important is that to you as a tamil openly gay man i definitely like the spaces because i see a lot of people are be able to like be themselves but to me the community spaces are not as important as they might be for some other queer people because only because that I have that community space wherever I go mm-hmm. because of the support that I receive that community space comes up to me wherever I go and about a good 90% of the places that I like visit or go or like chill in um, those spaces are safe spaces for me but for a lot of people they're not safe spaces because of the people that they are surrounded by so because of that those spaces are very important to the community and to those people but maybe not so much to myself okay, interesting um and do you think that as a Tamil person, mm-hmm. so um, sometimes we hear these conversations about there being like South Asian LGTB2 plus community spaces, mm-hmm. right? But then um, being Tamil is also, again, th- that's a big umbrella, right? You know, and South Asian sometimes leans more towards a North Indian, Indian-centered perspective. So I'm very much... Um... I, I know of this and I'm very much against that whole like North Indian aspect of South Asianness because South Asianness has to celebrate all parts of South Asianness. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it does 
um, neglect the southern southern parts of it and the people yeah, part, yeah like yeah the Tamil people are often disincluded from that and um, I do hope to create spaces that um, like maybe when I am able to have more control within the community I would create more spaces for Tamil specific queer folk um, yeah yeah it, it, um because there's always like that the hierarchy of power, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, just because you are um, LGBTQ two plus, right? Q, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't mean that automatically all of that gets erased. Mm-hmm. There is still like colorism Definitely, within yeah. these communities, shadism. shadism. Mm-hmm. There's still um, what is like the popular normative mm-hmm. narrative, and that's a lot of uh, one of my friends, for instance, who is a part of the community was talking about a lot of Bollywood, like Mm -hmm. Bollywood, Bollywood, Bollywood. And that's all Mm -hmm. like the South Asian thing is, even though like, like they have never grown up around that. And that's not what their brownness centered around. Um, So they even feel kind of excluded from those spaces. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Because there's a lot to, there's a lot of work to be Mm -hmm. done in all, all areas. Right. Whether it be in these like heteronormative spaces, which we all know is incredibly shit ton of work to be done. Mm -hmm. And then there's also work within these spaces. Um, and I think it's incredible. I think it's amazing that you have that thinking where you're like, one day I want to be able to mm-hmm. create these spaces for people like yourself, because you realize there is a gap that needs to be yeah. filled, right? Um, and also just like experiences. Um, do you think being an openly gay Tamil man has allowed uh, other Tamils who are, you know, maybe questioning their sexuality or along or have figured it out but just haven't been out yet to come approach you? Do you see people kind of receiving you more of like that shoulder like maybe i can talk to so him. actually a little while after so i had a friend in from first year and mm-hmm. um after a while they were comfortable they were more comfortable with me and like we became really good friends and we we're still really good friends like they're like my best friend and they came out to me as being bi and I'm like, oh, okay, like, that's amazing. And they're like, yeah, like, you were really inspirational. Like, I saw you and I really wanted to, um, I was more comfortable with myself. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's one example of it. And I hope I also influence a lot of other people. And my perspective is a little bit different. I feel that, and I've been told this by some of my, like, other queer friends. They tell me that, you know, you don't really, I don't directly support the LGBTQ community in in the sense that I like to change the hetero hetero world and support the gay world by changing the hetero world. So mm-hmm. I feel like making if but if you make all of the 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 cishet people, if you make them more like accepting to the to the gay people, then the gay pe- people can be more comfortable with themselves. And I feel like that's another way. And I feel like that that's also another process that's like in the makings. Yeah. So essentially, it's just you know. Not wanting to be the special type of community, yeah. you just want to be like everyone sort of else, thing, like yeah. we're just normal. Yeah, yeah, just like how everyone considers like heteronormative people in the relation and their relationships mm-hmm. that are like literally, you know, flung in your face everywhere. Another like way to explain it is like normalizing things that like we do and just like letting everyone do it because it's not like supposed to be gay. It's like like, like the dance thing. So I teach um boys Bharatnatyam on like on a weekly basis because mm-hmm. I really want because th- as you said earlier there's only like three boys to like yeah. every 50 60 girls so i teach boys bad um in order to make a male presence in the dancing community yeah, yeah. And, and like a very 
yeah, and I think I think that's important representation, mm-hmm. right? Having that kind of open representation mm-hmm. and not like kind of hiding it away. Um, and even a few of the Tamil boys that I've gone to bed and not DM with, a lot of them when they were old enough mm-hmm. to make their own choices, left mm-hmm. because of what society and mm-hmm. other other men and like cis men were telling them, yeah. right? That that's not what you should be mm-hmm. doing. Um, and so, and I think it's it's great that you're. You're, you're already doing that. Like you were saying, you I'm want trying to, to do it in whatever levels that I can yeah, do it. And yeah. You're, and you're saying, yeah, you want to create these spaces, mm-hmm. right? And I think you are then because you're saying you teach young boys yeah. to dance and stuff. And in some way you, you are already starting that process. And, um, I, I think that's incredible. So good for you. I think, think that's amazing that there are folks like you out there who are not just, you know, going through their own, um, own battles and challenges, but also, finding ways to make that easier for others around them. Um, and I think that's what the society needs, whether it be like the larger society as a whole or the Tamil society, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that goes back to like, what do you think is missing in conversations when we discuss LGBTQ2 plus Tamil communities, right? And like, how are we failing as a Tamil community in supporting um, queer, gay, trans mm-hmm. Tamil folks? Like, how are we as a Tamil collective failing them? Even though we we might have progressive voices mm-hmm. and I might Definitely, say, you know, yeah. I'm even I'm an ally. But like, obviously, there's so much more to be done mm-hmm. and it's easier said than done. So how are we failing as a community? What conversations should we be having? I think it's very simple. This this question is very simple in the fact that when I'm going to, again, re- like reference the Brampton Scarborough difference. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that in Brampton, I didn't know Tamil swear words because I only grew up with my parents. I didn't have any friends. My mm-hmm. friends knew less Tamil than I did. So they right. didn't know any swear words. So I only knew that there were these swear words when I came into thing. And I didn't really. Um, and then the word kumbi too. I wasn't really a fan of it when it came because it's the same thing as the 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 other word in yeah. English, it's English yeah. counterpart. So um, one of the biggest things is that these words, whether in English or Tamil, um, I hear in like another like references like Kansai, but um, when these words are thrown around commonly, they the children who are throwing them around, they're high schoolers, they're children, and they don't really understand the context in which it's being thrown around. And I feel like they should be educated. They should be told why it's wrong to, to use these, these words yeah. and the historical meanings and the struggles of these people that have gone through to in order to like oppression yeah, yeah violence, oppression and yeah. violence and they should be told and educated why it's wrong to use these words and maybe not and and disencourage them and use other words instead there's a lot of words mm-hmm. yeah so collecting mm-hmm. the people that mm-hmm. you see are perpetuating um what they might not consider to be violence even, but it even is. um even to this day i know like adults that will commonly throw around those words as if like they don't mean anything only yeah to, like, no i 100 yeah, percent agree like, yeah. and um and as growing up in scarborough i, I completely understand mm-hmm. what you're saying and as you're putting it out there, you're right. Like, even as someone who is not a part of the LGBT mm-hmm. community, I I think Tamil words in general just sound a lot more vulgar when they're cussing, <laughs> Definitely, right? Definitely, yeah. Like, if someone was, in just in general, cussing me out in English, yeah. I'd be like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But if they start cussing me out in Tamil, I'm going to be hurt. Yeah. Right? Definitely. Like, yeah. that stings. So, and, and there are words that are often used that um, perpetuate violence and mm-hmm. hate against uh, queer Tamils. So, I think... I think you make a, a very good point, and mm-hmm. I'm going to be more conscious of that. Like, if I hear people say mm-hmm. those words to actually say something and mm-hmm. to step up and be like, just like you wouldn't say mm-hmm. certain words in the English language because they're hurtful yeah. and they're violent. They exist within the Tamil context as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very simple step that you're saying would make a this huge is, And difference. that's something that everyone can do because the the 
larger issues they're not really i don't really know if other people would be able to tackle them head on but um also supporting small things like if a maybe supporting political parties that aren't uh, anti-LGBT mm-hmm. or um, companies that aren't anti-LGBT and stuff like that. Yeah, very well. true. But yeah, if you're, I mean, existing, existing is a human right. Yeah. So if you're, you know, I guess it goes back to the ethnic vote, right? Mm-hmm. I think within, I'm not going to say just Tamil communities. I think it's in, within a lot of um, ethnic communities, ethnic communities, even non-ethnic like white communities Mm -hmm. because i think if you're a racist and you're white you're gonna vote for the white person Mm -hmm. so it's like voting because someone is of said ethnicity Mm -hmm. right um i think is wrong as well just because a Tamil person is running for the conservatives for instance doesn't mean you would vote for them just because they're Tamil. it's like do they align with the principles of people are allowed to Mm -hmm. exist right you have people even just like let's take it away from the lgtb community let's talk about refugees Mm -hmm. right we have tumbles who predominantly are in canada because they were refugees and because this country has opened its doors to allow us in Mm -hmm. because we were facing persecution right um are now running for a party that is advocating not letting in refugees Mm -hmm. and it's just like very contradictory right to how people exist and stuff so yeah these these little things, I think, that you're pointing out, which people don't necessarily think of mm-hmm. when they're like, how do I support LGBTQ community? Mm-hmm. It's like you can take these small little steps and mm-hmm. they make such a difference. And um, yeah, important. Very important. Uh, what message, I guess, finally, would you like to share with younger or older Tamil? And I say older a lot because I think, again, as a society, um we haven't created that space for older Tamil mm-hmm. folks to feel comfortable in coming out either, right? Yeah. Like, there are a lot of people, like you were saying, when you're growing up, you're like, maybe I'll just marry a girl one day and mm-hmm. whatever, right? And But the thing is, a lot of people are living that reality, yeah. right? So that's what I mean when I say younger and older. What would you tell Tamil people in general? Boys, men, whoever, struggling with their sexuality and looking for resources and support as someone within the space, what advice or words would you tell them? I would say that when you come out whether the outcome is as bad as you imagine or even better than you actually imagine it's always you always feel so much better and you always always feel so much more it's so much releasing um and you will only grow from there and you'll become a better person and if it like if life throws harder stuff at you at that point that's only because that will make you that much stronger and I feel like it hasn't been the worst for me, but I've seen people who've gone through the worst parts of coming out. And so I think that maybe it's just to do it as, as when you feel safe and when you feel like you're ready to mm-hmm. do it. That's very important. And there's people yeah. out there for, yeah. And um, don't restrict boys or girls to do certain things because just because they are boys or girls. And I feel like that's very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess that's a message to everyone else is, like, allow people to be themselves. And even, like, quit making fun of people for being boys and yeah. dancing, right? Even something as silly as that, mm-hmm. but it, it, it makes it's harmful. Definitely. Right? Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us in Dash the Cuddy and sharing your experience. I think I, I continuously learn so much from having conversations with different people about this, right? No one story is the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it always comes down to the fact that we need to do a better job Definitely, as yeah. being, quote, allies mm-hmm. in this community. And it's easier said than done. And we need to, and I mean, it's easier done than said, actually, mm-hmm. because like you mentioned, it's just small steps, yeah. right? Um, so yeah, thank you again for coming on, for sharing your story. I know there are a ton of people who are listening to this who 
feel comfort in hearing your words, who feel inspired. Um, and I think you are inspiring and you're very motivational to folks who are going through this, right? And this is not a small pocket. You are a community. Tumble Definitely, community yeah. is you, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank you again for sharing this. And I look forward to all the incredible work that you're doing and continuing to it do. It was great to come out. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you for listening to Dash the Cuddy. Until next time.